Welcome to the Pulse of the Heartland podcast, the podcast where no topic is off limits. Now welcome the boys of the Heartland, Bryant, Ryan, Clark, Joey, and Trent. Welcome to the first episode of the Pulse of the Heartland podcast. So what's everybody drinking tonight? Well, this is Clark. I'm going to go ahead. I have busted out the bottle of bourbon that I had ready to share on my wedding night. I got the Just Would Do It going down. Very nice. Didn't open it on the wedding night, but what better I, I, day dude, than the first never, podcast ever, right? Yeah. That's right. That's right. Ne- next best occasion. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I've got something from a wonderful brewery out of Wisconsin, Lightning Kugels. Got a chocolate dunkel tonight. Tastes tastes damn good. Who was that? Who was that that just said that, all that stuff? Mr. Ryan over here. There it is. <laughs> I'll go next. Uh, this is Yosef, Joe down in Missouri, drinking a uh, log boat brewing company, Bobber, Missouri Lager. Uh, refreshing, crisp, nice and light. I believe that only leaves me here. This is Bryant, and I'm having a Golden Road Brewing Kingdom Blondale, and I uh, got it because it has a Chiefs logo on it. So, oh, and we'll get into their problems later. <laughs> well, right now the beer's good, so we'll get to the yeah problems later. We'll celebrate with the beer now. So, what is what what is our sensual uh, host yeah. enjoying this evening? I am drinking a Pepsi. Yeah. Appleton Estate, Jamaican rum, and lime. I got fancy Ooh. for the Ooh. podcast tonight. That usually does not Damn. happen. Appleton was huge when we were down in Jamaica. That was that was pushed a lot, that's for sure. Yeah, we had a bottle, so I figured I'd, I'd give it a shot here. It's good stuff. So we are an hour and a half removed from the first college football playoff ranking coming out. What's everybody's thoughts on the uh, the top four and who got left out? They're amazing. I love it. <laughs> I'm calling complete BS on that uh, yeah. there, Yosef. Which part? Me being uh, happy about it or the rankings? Everything. All of it. Well, all right. I'm going to preface this with Gary Barda is a joke. Uh, I hate him as I was AD. But I, I don't know. These rankings, I mean, are just dumb. They're always the same. So, uh, so he's people, part of the voting process. Yeah, he's the chair. On the he's committee. the head of it. Yeah. Who and who? Who else yeah. is on there? Oh, I just had it up. I'll let Brian talk for a second. I'll look up the rest of the committee. Yeah, I mean, I was pretty disgusted by it, honestly, but. It's just it's it seems like you know this is going to be the same thing everyone else says, but it's the same thing every year, and it's just very systemic at this point. You know, hey, surprise, Bama made it in again. You know, it's Ohio State. It's the same teams we see every year, and it's just we have a systemic problem. And I've just never seen that happen under the leadership of Gary Barda. You know, Iowa has had clean slate the last few years, right? Yeah, I mean, oh, they haven't messed anything. <laughs> no, no systemic problems at Iowa either. Wow. <laughs> we just keep the we just keep the uh, head coach's son on, even though you get five yards and a half. Which I'm sorry, it was seventeen. I had to look up the stats after being just irate. 
Um, but yeah, it was 17 yards and a half. But yeah, not a not a great track record for Mr. Barta. Yeah, f- five yards of play is pretty good. Five yards a half, awful. Right. Yeah, so, I did not look at these playoff rankings until right before we came on, and I was going to just try to guess who was in the top four, and I would have said Georgia, <clears throat> Alabama, Ohio yep. State, and Oklahoma, because let's be real, that, that's who yeah. it always is. The Blue Bloods, so, yeah. So, Trent, have you looked at the rest of the rankings? I'm looking at them right now. I was going to say, would you like me to read them to you and we can get your live reaction to where no. people are? No, I'm looking at them right now. I, I just knew a Cincinnati was not going to be in the top four. They'll never put them in. They're going to make these teams ahead of them lose and make Cincinnati win out for a chance to get in the top four and the playoff, but they probably won't even vote that at the end of the year if that happens. So uh, there is a Big 12 AD on here, Gene Taylor from Kansas State. He obviously does not say anything during these fucking meetings because – how can you have four one-loss teams in front of Oklahoma? Like, that makes no – Cincinnati is a whole different ball game because they're not power five. But there's no way you should have four one-loss teams in front of a team in a power – leading a power five conference that's undefeated. Well, no only sense. beating KU by 12 will do that to a team. Yeah. <sighs> and yeah, and but- also – it's pretty hard for the Big 12 rep to be heard over the sound of ESPN's money machine going ka-ching, ka-ching, ka-ching every time <laughs> with all these SEC teams they're putting ahead of them. Yeah, I mean, realistically, there's only Georgia and Alabama in front of them. Um, I mean, everyone else has two losses in the SEC. But if there was another one-loss SEC team, I'm guaranteeing they would be ahead of them too. Uh here comes yeah, the, Wake Forest, that powerhouse. The next, <laughs> the next highest-ranked SEC team is Auburn, right? Six and two. If if they were seven and one, I guarantee they'd probably be in the top six or seven. Right. Yeah. I mean, deservingly so. SEC is the best conference in the nation. In Auburn, I mean, their two losses are to Penn State when they were tenth and Georgia when they Mm -hmm. were second. So. Their two losses are good losses. Yeah, but wins have to matter. Yeah, Oklahoma has had some shitty wins, but Oklahoma has also won nine games in in their year. There's no other team with nine wins right now. Mm-hmm. You know, same thing with with Alabama. It was a tough. I believe it was at A and M, right? So a tough road loss, but they lost. I, I mean. The, the thing that always upsets me being a, a fan of the, you know, the up and coming teams is they always say, you know, at this point of the year, rankings don't matter, but that you should be all right. Well, you know, all you have to do is win out and you'll get in there and that's fine. But why is that not the same for these one loss teams right now? Why don't you put the undefeated teams up there right now and say, all right, if you win out, then, you know, then it's fine. Or Bama, how about you win out with your one loss and then we can rank it at the end of the year. I just don't get why it's flipped. And every time it's, we're flipping the script for Alabama to be able to be in there every year. And we go, yeah, well, you, you know, we tell the other teams, you just have to win out. Why doesn't Bama just have to win out? Because we know they will just have the illusion that there's a chance for other teams, you know, not just the blue bloods. Great. Is if there was a system set up that this sport had where half the teams are in one conference, half the teams in the other conference, and there's four divisions in each conference, and then you win your division and you make the playoffs. 
Wait, no, that's the NFL. Not yeah. my bad. All right. <laughs> well, they're already <laughs> starting almost to like we could, uh, same thing. But like that's a proven something. That's a uh, proven to work, so we're not going right. to do that. Uh, well, I think that's why we need to have more than just a four-team playoff. I think I really think right. we should go to eight. They, I know some of the coaches aren't fond of that because it's a longer season, one extra game, but I, I think that's kind of the only answer so you don't have to deal with this. Yeah. So my I, when they originally came out playoffs, so sorry, I don't mean to step on you, Bryant, but you're good. I said that they should take the power five teams, whoever wins East Conference. I don't care if the second place is better than whatever. Those power five teams, each conference champ gets in, and then the six teams should be the best of the rest of the five. And then that would be your six teams. And then you could see them from there. Like eight, eight teams to me, I'm fine with that. But if we go any more than eight, you're going to start getting a lot of lopsided games. But when it's at four, Oklahoma always gets blows out, blown out anyway. And so does Notre Dame in the first round. So, mm-hmm. yeah. I, I just sent a photo to the group chat here if you guys want to take a quick look. it's the It, it would just be the unofficial game. And, again, this changes week to week. But here's the first, you know, eight-team playoff. It would essentially be number one Georgia playing number eight Oklahoma, number two Alabama playing number seven, Michigan, number three, Michigan state playing number six, Cincinnati and number four, Oregon has a rematch with number five, Ohio state. At this point, who says no to that? Those are great matchups. And at least you're giving other than the, you know, the top eight teams in the country, you're giving someone else at least a shot, you know, I'd say wake forest probably and possibly Notre Dame. They would say no to it. Yeah, they, say no. they they would want a ten team playoff. Well, I mean, Wake Forest <laughs> is undefeated. <laughs> at, at the initial rankings, Iowa wants a twenty two team playoff. Is what I hear as well. <laughs> well. I just wish they would have ended like done the these rankings like week five when Iowa was ranked number two. Yeah, they would have been in. Yeah, yeah, and that's basically all my thoughts on that whole college football playoff. But I know, I know, Dabo Sweeney wasn't a part, wasn't a fan of the idea of expanding it. But that's he was talking about twelve teams for that. Mm-hmm. I don't know what his what he thinks on um, eight teams, but yeah, I think I think you have to do something to to uh, make it a little bit better system. And those matchups you said those would be awesome mas- matchups to watch. Yeah, no, exactly. Dabo's opinion matters right now, and. You falling <laughs> so hard on your face from winning a national championship to can't win a game. Go, uh, going to from the playoffs to barely beating Syracuse Orangemen, yeah, you, you can take a Hey, <laughs> hey, Grandpa Dick will be pissed if you keep talking about his yeah. Hey, they they played well. That's that that's a downgrade on Clemson. That or a compliment to Syracuse, one or the other. <laughs> My question is, how bad is the Pac-12? There's in the top twenty-five. There's one Pac-12 team. Mm-hmm. Holy shit! That's blowing my mind. It, is there anyone else? Do we have anything outside the top twenty-five right now, or is that it for the uh, rankings on it? Uh, let me see. Yeah, they don't do uh, points or anything <clears throat> besides that. Yeah. Do you think the committee's an issue? Was it better when the AP were the the leaders for the rankings? I mean, I understand. I like the idea of the playoff, but is the committee a problem? So that was my question. It's like we already have these ranking systems in place. We have the, you know, the coaches poll, and we have the AP top twenty-five. Like, what's wrong with those rankings? 
for determining those teams. Right. And then you could have computers rank out 10 more rankings. So you get an average 12 ranking and have the top two teams play. We did that. It was called the BCS. It <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, but and, I mean, keep keep a playoff system, but go by go right. by how the AP did it because it's yeah. because I guess I didn't compare too much with what the AP had, but I know it's a little different. So the AP has number one Georgia, number two Cincinnati, number three yeah. Alabama, number four Oklahoma, and then uh, so, five is Michigan State, six is Ohio State. <clears throat> Uh, depends on what Big 12 teams they play, because clearly Oklahoma, the teams they've played in the in the Big 12, they haven't gotten respect over either, and they've played Texas. You know that now. Now Oklahoma can can climb here. They, I believe, they still have Baylor, Oklahoma State, and Iowa State, which are the top tier mm-hmm. teams. So they've beat who they need to. If they finish strong, I think they jump in. Like, like I said, they, this is all to create pandemonium. Give us a a, a, a chance yeah, at our hobby here and record. But yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's yeah, the shitty part for Cincinnati is they have to hope people lose because the rest of their schedule, other than SMU, is not tough. I mean, they should yep. run the table. Yep. Anybody else have any gripes about the college football playoff? And I think we move on. Like we said, it's going to change next week, and then we're all going to flip our opinions just like the committee. So <laughs> I don't understand how Wisconsin and Purdue aren't in the top ten, but whatever. Yeah. They beat yeah. that juggernaut Iowa, right? Exactly. Big, big ten homer <laughs> Joey over here. Mm-hmm. So other big news out of college football, Gary Patterson and TCU part ways after 22 years. Patterson was the second longest tenured coach in NCAA behind Kirk Ferentz. Yeah, I'm not I'm not exactly sure how this went about. It just seemed like they were just seemed like Gary Patterson and TCU were kind of hand in hand on everything. Right. He he really I mean, TCU had no business ever being in the talks for being in the playoffs a few years back if it were for Patterson. Patterson really, really made that program into what it is. So I'm not exactly sure sure what and the reasoning is you, but you could argue that if it wasn't for patterson tcu would be in the big 12 because before they're in the big 12 they were having those seasons where they were going you know 13 and 0 12 and 1 and beating a big name mm-hmm. school in bowl games which kind of catapulted them into the big 12 yeah. so without him yeah because they were they were what mountain west at one point i, you know, so. I mean their biggest yeah their yep. biggest opponent was boise state and then they were going to go to the Big East, but then they decided to switch over to the Big 12 with that invite. So, yeah, I don't know. I feel like Gary Patterson and, and – I don't know. I think TCU is making a big mistake with that. But Does well, TCU get in the Big 12 without Andy Dalton? The Red was, he the, was he the quarterback at the, at the time when we made the move? I don't know. I'm trying to make a joke and no one laughs. Yeah, he – no. <laughs> <laughs> no, he was great. They won the Rose Bowl. I, I mean – Honestly, I, I'm not gonna lie. If it weren't, if uh, it was the Rose Bowl with him and Tank Carter and that amazing team, that kind of got me more interested in college football. So, mm-hmm. well, it's kind of so, on the same level as Brady and Belichick. Did Dalton make Patterson, or did Patterson make Dalton? Uh, Patterson's yeah. had good years without Dalton, though. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. in the Big Twelve too. Again, this joke. And he did it with so. And he yeah, and he did it with he did it with Trevon Boykin. So that's a pretty. Yeah. That's true. Pretty good accomplishment. 
Trayvon Boykins, the bane of Madden 17. <laughs> <laughs> I won many championships with that guy. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> Almost as good as Trent winning with Tavares Jackson. Yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> there for 22 years. Yep. This is his 22nd season. Coaching job. Yes. Uh, USC. I heard there's rumblings about him going to Nebraska as well. Ooh. There you go, Clark. Get Frost out of there. What would he? What would he do? He wouldn't be a head coach there, would he? I don't know. I mean, what, what's Nebraska done with Frost? They're on the right track, but how, you know how many? You They're know, on the right. Track. You can you can only be on the right track for so many years before you're like, it, well, this track's exactly. Going I, I've literally heard that they're six plays away from being nine and zero. Oh. It's like, yeah, but you're three and six. So like, eventually, you have to make those one plays a game. You know, I don't so, know. It, 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 it sounded like it was mutual from him, so maybe he was just fed up with everything as well. And maybe he – honestly, you know, in the in the Mountain West, I'm looking at his last four years in the Mountain West, 11-2, and 12-1, 13-0, 11-2. Maybe just the amount of losing he's had the last three years, he just says, you know, screw it, screw it, I'm done. I, I, I don't yeah. know. You, you dominate for that many years, and then you start being the middle of the pack, and it it'll, you'll probably take a toll. I'm really surprised he didn't finish the season out. That's that's another surprise for me. Yeah, I, I to feel do like... it eight, you know, five, six, seven games in. I I don't get that either. Right. I I feel it's like Texas Tech as well. They're they're they were five and three when they fired their coach, and I think everyone just wants to. And and who who else is USC? There's a couple other schools. I think they just like they want to get a heads up on like. Hey, uh, potential suitors for this job, we're available. They don't want anyone to get a jump start on potentially getting the one guy they want. So they just get rid of the guarantee, I guess. I can see that. With him leaving, that means Matt Campbell is now the second longest tenured coach yeah. in the Big 12. My, Mike Gundy's number one, his mullet's number two, and Matt Campbell's number one. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that's, that's a crazy. great mullet. I mean, What's... you can't argue with that mullet. Man, He's a man. He's 40. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. That... So what does he keep saying then? He... Does he eventually say, I'm a geriatric, I'm 60 in like a few years? Because <laughs> it's so I respect it. All right, so we can uh, transition into the – Well, does anybody have anything to say about their Iowa State or Iowa teams? <laughs> yeah, I'm over it. On to, <laughs> <laughs> On to next week. Looking ahead. That, I tried looking at Blackheart Gold Pants before I got on here. It just pissed me more off, and I just I just can't with the offense. So I'm actually going to the game at Northwestern this weekend, so maybe I'll have some content for our Instagram account. And, uh, yeah, basically just saying, fuck Nebraska. But, even though I'll be in Northwestern. <laughs> I want, Joey, I want you to, from the official account, take a picture of you flipping off the Northwestern team and then and just say, this is actually facing east, or uh, I'm sorry, facing west, fuck, fuck Nebraska. Can you do that? So if, they, if I find a purple end flag, I'm going to flip it off and take a highlighter on Instagram and could change it. <laughs> Can't tell a difference at that point. <laughs> Did anybody see the story about the Texas special teams coordinators, uh, stripper wife's monkey about- got loose and bit a kid that was trick-or-treating? 
I, excuse me, can you call her by her official name, please? What was please. her name? Pole. The Pole Assassin. The Pole Assassin. Sorry. <laughs> wow. uh, but yes, her monkey got loose and bit a kid trick-or-treating, and they had to pry okay. its jaws off of the kid. Did you hear the part, though, that lead, leading up to this? So they were hosting trick-or-treaters, but they weren't just doing, hey, come to my door, get candy. They set up a haunted house in their home so kids would come to the door, have to walk through this little haunted house in order to get their candy. <laughs> with a monkey <laughs> in the house. With, yeah, with the, I, was the monkey part of the, the horror show? Who knows? Oh, God. <laughs> Did it dress up as a flying monkey? <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> Would have been hard to beat Turbo on that one. That's yeah. right. That's right. So, Ryan, it, do you have any any thoughts about uh, the Minnesota Vikings stellar game last week? Plenty of thoughts. Any, and did anybody else watch that game? I watched it until halftime because right before the game when they announced Cooper Rush was starting, I thought the Vikings are going to lose this. Yeah, well, you had Mike White dominate earlier that day against the Bengals, and then Trevor Simeon come in. Yeah, it was what a it day. was kind of kind of inevitable. But yeah, that's Viping a Vikings fan has to be the worst thing on the planet. I I feel bad for my future kid being involved with this, but I don't know how the Vikings go continue going with Mike Zimmer. I I don't understand it. And a lot of people want to put the blame on Kirk Cousins. And, you know, he's not the perfect quarterback. but And we know he'll never be a Tom Brady or or an Aaron Rodgers or Mahomes or Jackson. But he's he's had a really good season this year so far. And a lot of Vikings for, fans forget the Tavares Jackson days and the Jeff George days and the, the Christian Ponder days. Just So we're, we're kind of lucky that we have somebody who's not injured regularly and can actually pass the ball. But ever since Mike Zimmer has come to the Vikings, which I, I always liked him up until probably about last year, two years ago, almost every year we have a new offensive coordinator that we have to, they have to learn the new playbook from, but it seems like it's the same problem year after year where the best plays are to do run, run, pass, punt. That just seems, it just seems inevitable. So if we get up more than a more than a point, we they basically just start playing to not lose, and that worked well in 2017 when they had the number one defense. But we don't have that anymore. And so you have Kirk Cousins, you have Dalvin Cook, Adam Thielen, Justin Jefferson. You have one of the most talented offensive groups in the league, and you're throwing checkdowns constantly. There was at one point where. They ran the ball, got stuffed, and then second down, you do a – I believe – I can't remember if it was which one came first, but there was a running back screen, and that got stuffed. And then right after that, we write, we run a wide receiver bubble, and that goes nowhere. So you're doing three plays in a row, three and out, with no chance of getting any yards because we do that so often. And it's just every single game, it's screens, bubbles all the time. And it's just ridiculous watching – this happen and every time Mike Zimmer is asked what do you have to do to get the offense going oh we need to get the running game going going even more and it's like sometimes you just need to throw the ball let it air out to get the running game going you don't always have to get the running game going to get the passing game going so 
that's my that's my little rant. I just think there needs to be a change of the of the coaching. You have so much nepotism. You have Clint Kubiak, who he's never done anything, but all of a sudden he's the offensive coordinator because he's his father's son. And then you have Adam Zimmer as the co-defensive coordinator. I I don't get that. So there just there needs to be a change with the Vikings because they're they're too good to be like this, and it's it, it's not very fun to watch. Yeah, I feel the same way. They're wasting a lot of talent. They have way too many weapons to be this bad, especially on the defensive side of the ball. They're just not good. Well, and they're skill position players. I mean, it yes. seems like one gets hurt and the next one just jumps in. I mean, my God, they have wealth beyond what most just other teams could even dream of. And then you have Dalvin Cook in the back. Like, Jesus, mm-hmm. I don't understand. And now you have – you have Adam Thielen and um, Ham. Their their agent is tweeting that they can't keep watching the game because it's so ugly, and that they went and talked to the front office the day after. So you got your star wide receiver who, I'm he grew up in Minnesota. There's no way he'd ever want to leave Minnesota. That's my my thoughts. Mm-hmm. But it's not good when your agent is sitting there just saying this is awful. I can't even watch my own players. Yeah, that's not great. So another underachieving team this year, Kansas City Chiefs. What do you mean? Squeaked by the Giants <laughs> on Monday Night Football. Hey, yeah. they call I mean, him Danny Dimes for a reason, all right? All right? This is the NFL we're talking about. It is hard to get wins, okay? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it looks so hard for the Chiefs to get wins the last four years when they're just piling on points, and now they're squeaking past but, the powerhouse New York football giants. But, but so hey, I- I'll be honest. Right now, I'm just glad we're talking about their football team and not their relatives on TikTok. So let's continue hey. the football talk, though. All right, you brought can, it up. Remember, we can yeah. do that. We can do that. <laughs> so does Mahomes, does, does he turn it around? Do you think – this win will get him going. Do you think that was him turning it around on Monday night? I guess. Honestly, I think it's going to take more than one game. So defenses, defenses have figured it out. All they have to do is just keep running cover two because the chiefs cannot run the ball. Like mm-hmm. they are no threat. You, they have to like figure out some plays, which Andy Reid's a genius. He's going to do it. I know he's got it in him just get the short completions and let yep. freaking Tyreek and Kelsey and whoever's in the backfield just make hell, okay? Because those mm-hmm. guys with the ball in open field are electric. Do you think getting Clyde Edwards-Hilaire back will help that? I think that's plug-and-play and running back, honestly, until you have the one – you know, we had Le'Veon Bell last year, and he was supposed to be, you know <laughs> – and, and he, had, he had taken a step back, and we all knew that from the Jets – but I mean, I, I don't, I don't know what what's the last running back that really dominated in an Andy Reid system? Uh, Westbrook, Kareem Hunt, Jamal Charles, oh, Kareem Hunt, yeah, true. Kareem was how awesome. many? How many years was Jamal Charles with Andy Reid? That's a great question. I I also think J- Jamal Charles is just the exception. He he was amazing. I mean, he he made Todd Haley look competent because he could average six yards a carry. You know, when when you're doing that on an offense. Anyone's going to look like a genius. Ray Charles will be a good offensive coordinator. What's going on that Kelsey's not getting involved very much? 
Yeah, I needed 50 points from him on Monday night. And <laughs> That's all? all yeah, a meager 50 points? Right, from a tight end. What the Minuscule for a tight end, you know? So do you think the Chiefs' defense, do you think they looked better, or do you think that was just them playing the Giants? I, I think it's a little of both. Some of it is obviously the Giants, but that running back was going off, and they did eventually get him stopped. Um, but, I, the, you know, you get – Jones back on the inside and surprise when you're a pro bowl at that position, you're going to be good. Instead of trying to dink around on the outside, Clark was getting involved a little bit. I believe they, I don't know if they benched Hitchens, but Bolton was in quite a bit and he was really, you know, playing his butt off, you know, that you're still going to have, I think any team has DB troubles just with how the league is going offensive happy now, but it showed promise at least, you know, they didn't give up. What, what was it a couple weeks ago? Seven yards, a, a play, which is the most in NFL history. When you're not, I guess the worst defense in, in NFL history and you're going up from that, you know what? I'll take it at this point. I did see that that number has gone down. They're only giving up 6.6 yards a play. <laughs> Super Bowl. Ooh, here over we come the season baby. now. So making progress. That is. Did they uh, redeem themselves? After having issues with the fans and their disgruntledness. Yeah, I mean, again, winning fixes a lot of things, you know. Once you start winning, all of a sudden your players aren't as pissed off as a mood. They're not on Twitter. Fans aren't on Twitter pissed off, and they're just yelling into the abyss, and they just happen to catch each other, you know, one day, and they're saying they're toxic, and they're saying get off social media. You win, all of a sudden everyone's quiet on social media. You just go, rah, rah, we won, on to the next game. Speaking of yelling in the, into the abyss, do we need to uh, get a Dolphins fan onto the pod at some point? I know one. <laughs> exactly one, or <laughs> like I, I feel like I feel like being a Dolphins fan would be like just stuck in purgatory. Like you're not going anywhere. Yeah, I mean, ever since 1972, um, that's, that's that's a long time to be stuck in purgatory. That was one of my other talking points but... here. There's I feel like no it's more... better than being a Lions fan, though. No. Yeah. I mean, because they, they, they might not win this year. <laughs> yeah. No, they uh, might they, not. That was a terrible, terrible loss to the Eagles this week. <laughs> like, we're... we thought that that was their one shot at a win, and they yeah. got we were all pretty yeah. much We were all in consensus, right? Yep, that's going to be the win. And then would they only lose by, what, 24 points? What was it? <laughs> I think it was 30 something. It was oh, 30. No. Is it because none of us have respect for Jalen Hurts as an NFL quarterback? Or well, he lost. They lost the by thirty-eight. <laughs> thirty-eight true. points. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. The Lions might be the first zero and seventeen team. So the what the uh, <laughs> the first season the zero and sixteen Browns can pop bottles. Yeah. Just what, like what? the seventy-two Dolphins, I'm assuming did this weekend because the Arizona Cardinals. Yeah had their first loss of the year. They were the last undefeated team. 72 Dolphins partied hard Mer- this weekend. Mercury Morris, eat your heart out, you know? Yep. <laughs> Did we ever decide what the uh, 0-16 Lions and the Browns were going to pop bottles of when, when they uh, – if they go 0-17? Did we decide Steel Reserve? Is there Steel, like Mad Dog 2020? I think eh, Mad Dog's <laughs> Mad not a bad dog. choice. Yeah. yeah. 45 and two zigzags. Uh, oh, I'm sorry. It would be – it would actually be Sad Dog 2020. <laughs> <laughs> Any malt liquor of their choice, I guess. 
I would vote Ice House, but mm. Ooh. there you go. Yeah, I, th- I think we should decide that because, like, like we've talked about, you know, they're working their ass off. They go in seventeen. I think we got to pour one out with the Lions, and I think we all need to get some Ice House and, and drink with it on that pod. Mm-hmm. So there were lots of injuries, big name injuries this past week. Derek Henry being one, Jameis Winston out for the year, torn ACL. They did end up beating Tom Brady and the Saints, though. And he looked great in the locker room dancing (laughs) afterwards. Yes! On his crutches. (laughs) On his crutches, yes. I I feel like we have to give some credit to the Manning cast curse for that victory. Thank you, Peyton Manning. Thank you, Eli Manning. So, Mark, just for the listeners out there, because I didn't know what this was until last night. I don't think Ryan did either. What is the Manning Cast curse? Every single current league player who has been on the Manning Cast has lost the following week. So we've had Travis Kelsey in week one. They lost in week two. They had, I think it was Gronk in week three. They lost in week four, I believe it was. Mm -hmm. I'm going off the top of my head here now. But Matthew yeah, Tom Stafford Brady, Tom Brady was on the Manning cast last Monday, and they turn around this week, get get the L. And who was on this last week? Or last night it was Josh. Allen. Last night it was Josh, Josh Allen. Allen. All right, which I think they're on a bye week here. So do, no, they're the playing. Cast? They had their bye last week. Oh, oh, you mean so the Manning cast they're, does? They're facing the Jaguars. Jaguars yeah. get the win. Trevor Lawrence. No. Big win. Well, what I'm worried about in that game then is if the Bills take a lead, you don't want to be coming from be or you don't want Urban coming up from behind. You know, I saw a picture of <laughs> Lamar. You do not want that. And now we have going to be a game to watch. It's a, a noontime game Sunday. Well, maybe hopefully the Manning curse continues. Fingers crossed. Man, yes. I like Josh Allen though. Do, do you guys it? enjoy the Manning cast compared to regular? Yes. I love it. Yeah. I really haven't I watched still a don't... whole lot of it, but I I don't know. I can take it or leave it. I don't understand why they have people on there like Jon Stewart, though. It, it doesn't right. – I don't know. It just doesn't do anything for me. It's, it's awesome when they have – Yeah, it's um, awesome when they have, like, Tom Brady on there, Josh Allen. I mean, yeah, I don't know. I, I agree, but, uh, you know, you, you can't overdo it. Marshawn Lynch. He was right. He's just FCC violating all over ESPN. I took a few shots of Henny before this show. What are you talking about? (laughs) There's, there's nothing better than bad football, and Peyton just gets so pissed off about it. (laughs) That's the part I love about watching it. Yeah, I mean, I don't have kids, but I would assume it'd be like you're watching your kid color, uh, you know, in a coloring book, and they're just outside the lines. It's like. Why aren't you better at this? I could do better. That's got to be what Peyton feels like. Peyton Manning eating a chicken sandwich that Joey Chestnut would be proud of. Ace. Ah, damn it, Clark. I'm looking at the schedule. And if you wouldn't have said anything about the Manning cast curse, that was probably going to be my lock of the week. But, man, there's – Dude, it's a risky take now. Like, there I don't is know, but... nothing good like – Oh my god! I think this team is going to kill the other team this week. Like, there's some pretty decently close games. So, uh, do we do we move into the lock of the week here? Oh, sorry, I jumped a gun. You're good. You're good. I mean, we can save it. We can save it. I still got a couple more talking points here on my okay. notes, and 
one one of them is I counted six backup quarterbacks finished and won a game this <laughs> Sunday. So did you guys hear about this better from Mike White? Apparently yes. someone had put yes. down at a thousand to one odds, or I'm sorry, 125 to one odds. They put down a grand and won one hundred and twenty-five thousand dollars. That good for that yeah. guy. Yeah, yeah. Because because if you're gonna place a stupid bet, just go in, all in on something. Yeah, sure. Mike White leads the league in 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 uh, passing. You know, fuck it. Gronk is leading the league in rushing another week. Let, let's just make it crazy. You know. So hey, I, is this guy a family member? I wish. <laughs> I wish. So I was looking up PFF uh, grades this week, and uh, give me a second. And uh, you will be shitting yourself if you find out who the number one ranked PFF quarterback of the week was. Lay it on me, Sam Donald. What? Yeah. Yes. Wow. Okay. Still yeah. impressive. I know. It is impressive. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. we, I mean, we can go back and still talk about that if we want to just edit this whole thing out and then. No, just, just keep moving, man. Just jump yeah. back. We, yeah. we can play with it. We can play yeah. with it. I demand perfection on this or I'm out right. of this podcast. Right. One episode in. It's all right. So, we'll talk. We'll, we'll go with three. All right. And so. that's making the cut right there. <laughs> that's just going to be Bryant's lead into everything. Yeah. And that, I feel like we got to talk about Iowa State. I'm just yeah, oh no. <laughs> we are My past college football, okay? Yeah. <laughs> so three backup quarterbacks started on football games this past Sunday. Jameis went down with a with a bad bad injury. I didn't count that. ACL. Yep, he went down, but I didn't count that because he started the game. I have they were they were the Jets. up. Were they up twenty three to seven when he went out? Correct. Yeah, they were up. Geno Smith, Seahawks. Yep. Granted, yep. they were playing mm-hmm. the Jaguars, but they won big. Mm-hmm. And so, of course, Geno Smith eight no against the spread as a starter. Yeah, at a boy. And the backup, we won't talk about Cooper Rush versus the Vikings. <laughs> he, played, he played very well. He played, yeah, you know, I, I honestly he thought it was Andy Dalton whenever I was vaguely watching that game. I was like, oh, we got some ginger on the field. It's Andy Dalton out there. <laughs> Cooper Rush looks like if someone was trying to play Andy Dalton in a movie. Oh. <laughs> <Ooh>. <laughs> Who is the Saints' backup? Is it? Oh, it's Taysom Hill. Right? Uh, Which Taysom Hill was out with a concussion? Trevor Simeon, I believe. Oh. Yeah, it was Trevor Simeon. He's their third string quarterback then. Okay. I didn't know Taysom was out. Yeah, Yeah. I didn't either. All right. So Von Miller, big trade yesterday to the LA Rams for two second second day picks in 2022. I think they get a second and a third round pick for Von Miller. Um yeah, the L.A. Rams, they're loading up to win and win now. Their defense is insane. They're in the position. Got to go for it. They're, yes, their offense is rolling. But for Von Miller, do you think that a second and a third round pick, what do you think about that? Is that too cheap or is that too much? I can see it both ways. He's a big name. He's good, but he's also been in the league for 10 years. Is he healthy the rest of the season? Exactly. Right. That's my biggest concern because – he didn't he miss all of last year? I believe he was injured. 
Yeah. But, I mean, he still ranks sixth overall as far as pass rushing on PFF. I don't know. I I mean, I don't think you're trading away a first-round pick for him, but I I can't believe they didn't get any players back. That's what I – that's – what I thought, that's what I thought maybe too cheap because they didn't get any players. They just got picks. But I think the Broncos are trying to get whatever they can for him because I think at the end of this year, this was the last year of Von Miller's contract. It was. So they're looking at not getting anything for him when he leaves as a free agent. Yeah. I just assume because, I mean, that division, I mean, sorry to say this, Chiefs fans, but that division is wide fucking open. Like they could. Go oh, it for is. It. Um, I, I'm kind of surprised that the Broncos aren't putting more of an effort into it. Right. Like, yes, they okay, can win the division, Bryant, but I don't Bryant think got they disconnected. Stand, I don't think I don't think they stand a chance going to the Super Bowl this year. So maybe big picture, like yeah, it's a playoffs, but we we can jump ahead now and start start the build. Okay, I don't know what happened there. I was trying to like I've been jiggling my screen every couple minutes. And it was, it, it, and I somehow like on the iPhone when you hit the bottom or like swipe up and it clo- like closes that app that had just happened. So now I have. Are you shaking uh, it? Are you shaking it vertically or horizontally? It was vertically. So <laughs> that I, I don't have a, I don't have a child yet, but I feel like you got to go in a occipital motion. If if you oh, shake it. Oh what? <laughs> <laughs> if, you shake, if you shake it more than twice, Bryant, you're playing with it. Stop it. Yeah, well, I was going to say the other thing now that you've mentioned that, I was, it's kind of funny. I opened it up in my browser and it's no joke, like eight porn tabs and then anchor. <laughs> so I might get distracted here. <laughs> I was just wondering what the heavy breathing was about. <laughs> it's not Ryan going up the stairs again. I was gonna say, yeah, not tonight. Not if, tonight. If Bryant seems a little distant. The rest of the pod, you know why? You're just like Bryant. So what's your lock of the week? It's like I'm busy. I don't know. Lions. <laughs> fuck it. After we were all in agreement that they're going 0 17, they might as well just cancel the season and be done. Can I talk to you in like three minutes, please? That, that's all I'd say. Just hang up. All right. Sorry about Brian, that. Who wins the Big 12? Alexis, Texas. <laughs> God, there we go. Loma, Oklahoma. I don't know. I was going to crack open the next beer. I'm, I'm already on beer two, boys. Is anyone else joining me? Or are we all. Yep, I'm, I'm already there. Oh, okay, I'm working on about fingers six and seven right now. Ooh, are we talking porn still? No. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just getting ready to crack three, by the way. No. I guess if we jump, before we jump into the next segment, the, the next one I'm drinking is a Confluence Chewbacca, German-style Doppelbach. Mm. And I All probably right. bought this because I was like, ha-ha, Chewbacca, Star Wars. It would have had me. And now yeah. you have to make the Chewbacca sound. I, I, I looked at the Chewbacca and said, you had me at... That's a terrible word, Chewbacca. Oh, you know well, he nailed it. That was yeah. that was excellent, right there. Brian's just making content gold for Sounders. <laughs> hey, I'm I'm co- I'm coming in hot, and also I'm gonna make some content with us. Like I said, I have porn open here. <laughs> eat your, eat your, eat. Yeah. 
All right. Let's get back to actual sports. I'm done talking about my computer here. <laughs> well, I want to shout out. I am drinking uh, Bur Oaks Big Tree IPA for my third beer, just FYI. Nice. Mm-hmm. How is it? Good. What, what, what type of beer is it, actually? It's a double IPA. It's a Coors Light. A little, a little dipper. Mm-hmm. <laughs> a little dipper. The only thing worse than an IPA is a double IPA, probably. I don't, I'm not a big IPA fan here. Uh, we were friends, so. <laughs> Back in the day, like when you're younger, I always think it's funny as it, if we can just segue to this real quick. Like when you're younger, it's like it's almost you're like I I don't have enough time to just drink and enjoy a beer now. Now you were older, you realize it, but it's like I have to get drunk as fast as possible. And you'd look at like oh a double IPA, twelve percent alcohol, and you just jump right in on that, even though it tastes <laughs> like Dookie. Sorry, Billy. But... <laughs> Not offending me at all. I still just drink to get drunk. Yeah. Or, or you'd like steel reserve. It tastes like I licked the inside of the canister it was made in. But you know what? Eleven percent. Let's do it. Don't you talk that about steel reserve? It's all. Okay. It's all about that steely aftertaste. I that... used to drink steel reserve when Iowa State had steel jants just to make them win. I can I can appreciate that. But I can tell you, I've only had one time in my life that my father told me he was disappointed in me. And it's when he opened up a fridge in college and looked at my roommates and said, hey, who's the idiot who bought Steel Reserve? And I had to slow, <laughs> meekly raise my hand. <laughs> my dad yep, never every, looked at me the same. <laughs> every Saturday down in Kansas, I'd, uh, I'd go pick up a Steel Reserve for Trent and a Colt 45 for me or a Big, Fo- or a big Foster's oil can and head over to Trent's and we'd watch some. Watch some college football. Well, yeah. easily you guys were making six figures at that time then, right? If you could buy those quality alcohols. <laughs> <laughs> Let's just say Ryan's debit card never got uh, denied. Oh, there we go. <laughs> it could make the $4 transaction every time. Yeah. When I had a good week, I would definitely go with the Fosters. You you can't beat a good Fosters oil can. Fosters. Australian for beer. I, I have a story about Fosters, but we'll, I'll save it for another time. That's a porn story. Suspense. <laughs> yeah, bum, bum, bum. So what is everybody's lock of the week? Well, it's hey, one NFL. second here. Oh. Let's let's go back to let's go back to the Derrick Henry situation. Number one, that yes. sucks because he's on my fantasy, yeah. so that really but now we have Adrian Peterson coming back in. That's pretty maybe. That's pretty great. Well, he's what thirty-seven, I think. I think so. I want to. I mean, it, it'll be arrive. It'll now, be very interesting to see how well he plays at the age of thirty-seven. Vikings I fans, do you two thousand yards this season? Two thousand. There you go. I love <laughs> realistic <laughs> expectations. We, we got an extra game. All right, that that rushing record is going down. That ninth game, baby. <laughs> Now, I pose the question, Vikings fans, do you now openly – Vikings aren't having the greatest year right now. Do you openly root for the Titans now and kind of have a, a team in each division since he's on there? No. Oh, you don't Not really. I mean, I mean I've, never, I've never had anything against the Titans. I won't openly root for them because there's no reason for it. But, yeah. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I guess I'll probably take more interest. There's right. only two things I root for whenever I'm not uh... – genuinely invested and that's underdogs and geriatrics okay (laughs) (laughs) so so you say and so one of the best games you ever watched was when very Vinny Testaverde did that like drop kick then right that was like 44 
dropping the ball, oh, yeah. kicking it. Doug Flutie doing oh, yeah. that same shit. Yeah, that, that, that was that's just quality game right there. Top ten game <laughs> in history for you. Oh yeah. Your also your favorite college football player was Brandon Whedon. Then right, he was what twenty eight when he was playing. Twenty eight when he was a rookie. <laughs> Clark's favorite nothing, golf league is the Champions Tour. Ain't nothing wrong with that dude. He's still holding his breath for Barry Sanders to come back. Though I will agree with you, I love when you see it's like, hey, look at this random fifty five year old that's a that's playing for this junior college. He's a, a linebacker. I'd be like, hell yeah, I want to see this 55-year-old just blow up some 19-year-old running back trying to make his dreams come true. <laughs> All right. Trying to think you can go Good to the lock. Yeah. So what is everybody's NFL lock of the week? Well, I'm fucking scared now because I wanted to pick Buffalo. <laughs> no. Wouldn't I, do it. Be, be wary of the Manning cast curse. I, I will. I, that's think- that was actually what I was going to take. I'm, I'm going to take the Jags covering 14 and a half after the Manning curse. So I think you're, we should keep track about... of this. But... And whoever has the worst record at the end of the year, there should be a punishment. That's a good idea. We should dress this What season. is this, some practical jokers now or what? Yes. <laughs> like, the punishment I, I like should be they idea. have to, like, send people a beer gift card or some shit. Like, oh, I mean, no, we got to post be... it. We got to put this on the gram, man. Okay. Oh, yeah. But you guys are willing to put more than, I guess it would be a three scores to for Buffalo this week. I realize it's against Jacksonville, but we're talking 15 points. Ja- Jacksonville's at home. Yeah. Yeah, but you they just th- got destroyed by Geno you know, Smith. You know Urban Meyer's going to be feeling good, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, Urban's relaxed. He's back home. Yeah. Yeah, it's November. He's normally only at like two more, ga- two more games left. So. I just, I was thinking the NFL three scores is a lot. Yeah, it is. Hey, they're all paid to play the game. Uh, that's, that's, hey, I'm, that's why I'm taking them. It's true. So, so who are we going with here, uh, Bryant? You got your pick. Yeah, I, I'm. Go- I am going Jags covering fourteen and a half. There's a lot of interesting ones. So, um, just looking at it after Derek Henry's injury, injury, they're plus eight against the Rams. ESPN has them at seven and a half. Yeah. Seven and a half. Okay. Yeah. Yep. So my lock of the week is the Green Bay Packers plus one at Kansas City. I think the Packers win outright, obviously, because it's only one point. Mm-hmm. Packers. Or I guess they could still tie. Yeah, I would say, or they could tie. Sorry. I mean, that. What do you guys have on ESPN for the Chargers versus the Eagles? I don't have ESPN up, but I have them. DraftKings has the Chargers at uh, two point favorite. I got See, I've got one, one ESPN's got them at yeah. one point five. Yeah, yeah, I've got them at one and a half. I, I'm going to take that one. Chargers versus the Eagles, absolutely. So you're taking the Chargers here to cover? Chargers minus one and a half. Yep, at okay. Philly, huh? We were, just, oh, we were just talking earlier about how no one respects Jalen Hurts, and we had a big hubbub. And then the second block was like, yeah, for sure Jalen Hurts ain't going to cover at this point. <laughs> <laughs> Keep doubting the man, I guess. I am going to say since he wins at home over Cleveland by more than two and a half. Solid. Yeah. Odell, Odell Beckham, like... uh, did you hear he's, he's trying to get out of there as well? Yeah, he can't. It sounds now, like though. there's some problems there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, that's a pretty solid pick there, Joey. 
So I see that the Cardinals and the Niners line is even as well. Mm-hmm. I'm taking those Cardinals yeah. to keep winning. Coming off a rough game here, they're they're going to get the W. Mm-hmm. Bounce back. Uh, is Kittle back this week? Does it matter? Yeah. yeah. Greatest tight end of all time. I, Iowa fans and their Iowa tight get, ends. Get in line, okay? <laughs> get in line. We all know them Cincy tight ends are way better than whatever Iowa's pumping out. Yeah. <laughs> I I had an Iowa fan in all seriousness. Sorry that we're cutting into the locks with this talk, but he, he, he told me, he goes, you know what? The best tight ends in the league right now are George Kittle, and you can make Kittle-Kelsey arguments all day, and I go, that's fine. You know, to each their own preference, I think it's Kelsey. But he note with a serious face goes number two, TJ Hawkinson. I go. <laughs> I was go, just gonna say him. Go I think fuck Hawk, Hawk is a island. Hawk has talent. He's good, but he's just not in the right right system to be that guy. Cor- correct. He's and, and, and like we said, th- there's no he he has talent, but he's not number two talent. So I said the the Packers were plus two and a half, but uh, I think they'll go over fifty four and a half. Now, should I run the Larchwood and put money on that right now? I mean, no, probably. Well, you ain't gonna put cash, money on your lock. Just that go Shibu home. coin. Let's go. <laughs> How about this number? The um, Bears and Steelers forty over under what? forty. It's <laughs> Monday. It's the Monday, Monday night. Game. Woof! Wow! God, two Monday nights is, in a row. I'm not gonna watch the game. <laughs> that is low. Hey, but is the it good Manning news cast? though. The good news, guys. Oh, and the Manning cast is off this week, FYI. Uh, oh, of yeah. course. Um, the one thing that can make that game interesting. Yeah, let's get them out of here. <laughs> <laughs> the good news is the Lions are not going to get a loss this week. Okay. You you is that sure. your is that your lock of the week? The Lions are on bye, baby. <laughs> Bring that, does, that doesn't mean they're going to win. Right. <laughs> it doesn't mean they're going to lose. I said yeah. they're not going to get a loss. My, Sorry. It doesn't mean they're going to not lose. How about that? My my lock of the week, the Lions are going to have a better Sunday than they have had the last eight weeks here. <laughs> Speaking of the Lions, how bad is Jared Goff? How did he make it to the Super Bowl a couple years ago? Sean McVay. Can we actually flip the script if you don't mind? Because we, we've got enough time to talk about Goff. How about respect for Matt Stafford getting out of the lines without retiring early and mm-hmm. finally getting the chance he deserves? Right. Yeah, good Good for Stafford. I, I don't think there's anyone in the country right now or that is an NFL fan that could be like, God, I hate that the Rams are good. Oh, Stafford's leading them? All right, you know what? That guy went through hell and back. <laughs> Give him the, the, the trophy at this point, you know? MVP, right. fuck it. I don't care if he's not having the best year. He, he survived a career with the Lions and didn't retire. MVP. <laughs> now, now we just need Megatron to come out of retirement and go to yes. Barry Sanders. Him and Barry Sanders. Yes. Go to the Rams. Yes. <laughs> Every player that gets wronged by the Lions, if Stafford wins a ring, they should just send it both to Calvin Johnson and Barry Sanders. It's for you, boys. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. He he put up with a lot of stuff. He played through a lot of injuries. I mean, he he really did a good job. Which it, I always had a lot of respect for him in the NFC North. A lot mm-hmm. of respect. A lot of injuries and incompetent leadership that doesn't want to lead. You know, they, obviously they're the Fords. They have their own company and everything else they're focusing on. Just, mm-hmm. I wish they would sell it and give it to someone that would make it a winning organization. You know, like right. the Chiefs, they haven't won, you know, until recently. 
you know, before that they were kind of a joke, but they always had leadership that was going to change coaches and, and actively try. The Lions, you don't see that, though. What do you mean they're not trying? MCDC, baby. <laughs> oh, <laughs> never mind. My bad. <laughs> no, I think he's great. I, think I like he'll him. Be a good, I do, too. I like him, but I just think, don't think they have the players right now. It, it's going to take – I, I hope he gets. The, to get I hope he gets the time exactly to make, and make a change. Like yes. I think that guy brings a lot to that locker room, and I think there is a potential for the right changes to happen. He had a lot of people jump ship um, before he got there, so yeah, he's he's got a tough one. But he seems like the type of guy a player can get behind. But uh, speaking of NFC North and, and the quarterbacks there, Aaron Rodgers, not a huge fan of him. But did anybody else see his John Wick costume? That was pretty sweet. I did. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was nailed, nailed it. How come you're not a big fan of uh, Aaron Rodgers? Yeah. yeah he likes people that yeah. like their family, you know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I don't know. After, do, uh, yeah, after Aaron seeing Rogers the homes, I don't I don't know if that's if he's in the wrong here now. Damn, I, I I shouldn't have set you up for that one. Are you speaking from experience here, Brian? You got the in laws to mess with, or yeah, not yet, but I I definitely will. Okay, I'm I'm seeing the John Wick costume. Yeah, it looks pretty sick. Damn it, yeah, dude. Yeah. Um, I, I don't know if you noticed, but in his Instagram, uh, he tagged Bakhtiari on the uh, pit bull. It, it's not Bak. I thought that meant that it was Bakhtiari's dog it is not it's a it's another um lineman's dog there that he got the picture with but uh oh. i thought that was hilarious that oh it's not even bakhtiari's dog but uh, he still got tagged on it there nice the next yeah. thing the next thing i have on here is joey's ufc talk so you got anything joey for that or do you want me to not i mean i know i'm the only one that watches ufc on this podcast but i try but if, you, if you've got something to say we'll transition into that well, it was a great weekend. Uh, UFC 267 had uh, the 205 belt and the interim belt for the 135 division. And it was a card full of people that I can't pronounce half their names. And it's a bunch of up and cover. And it was entertaining as shit. My God, it was good. Um, there's a guy, Cam Kamzat Chimeyev, um, who uh, in four fights has had one significant strike against him. Like, He's just unhittable. That's fucking insane. He'll probably fight Nate Diaz next. Um, and then in the main event, Glover Teixeira won the 205 belt from uh, the Polish power Jan Blachowicz. And uh, Teixeira is 42 years old. His last title fight was 10 years ago against John Jones and has reworked his whole body of work. And it was just really cool to see him dominate the whole, the whole fight and finally bust through and win the title. So... Yeah, uh, 267 was awesome, and there is a great fight coming up this weekend, uh, UFC 268. And uh, if you guys get a chance and are bored, it's going to be entertaining. There's two more title fights on there as well, um, and I think you should definitely check it out if you can. Who? What would be the fight that you would say we should like tune in because of this fight? Uh, so... Kamaru Usman versus Colby Covington. I think Usman might be one of the best 175 170 pounders, excuse me, uh, that has ever fought. He's got the title defenses and stuff to back it up. 
And Colby Colvington is an Iowa Central grad who ruined with John Jones. It's a huge MAGA Trump guy and just talks shit to everybody. And uh, the last fight kind of ended controversially, but they they light it up um, in their pre-fight beefs and stuff. So it'd be entertaining for you guys to check out the pre-fight stuff and then watch the fight. Um, they both hit hard. They both are really good at wrestling. It's going to be a hell of a hell of a rematch. But I, does he love cocaine as much as John Bone? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> well, they room together, so I'm assuming so. Iowa Central represent, baby. Yeah, go Tritons. Tritons. Yep. So he had the interim title for a little bit. If he wins the actual title, it'll be three Iowa Central graduates that held UFC belts. John Jones, King Velasquez, and, and Colby Covington. Covington. Yeah. Representing Fort Dirty. Yep. Right. And then uh, the second uh, championship fight on that card is Rose Namahunas versus uh, Zong Weilei. Zang Wei? Well, anyway, excuse me for not being able to pronounce her name. She is. Uh, she was the first Chinese champion in uh, UFC history, and they're both just fucking badasses that are going to throw down. So uh, both those fights will be entertaining. Well, do you, do you have any picks on who you think is going to win? Or, Ooh, or I mean, I could pick the top. Oh, Frankie Edgar's on the card. Um, yeah, I'll pick the top three fights. Uh, I'm going to pick Usman, Kamaru Usman, the 170 yep. champ. I think he's going to retain his belt. Um, I'm a huge Rose fan, so I think it's going to be a great fight. She knocked Wei Lee out the first time, kind of controversially, the TKO. Um, I'll take Rose again in the rematch. And then the third fight of the night is Justin Gaethje versus Michael Chandler. Chandler is coming over. He's been over here for a little bit. I think this is his third fight at the UFC from Bellator. He's just been around the game for forever. All around, just a great, great fighter. And Gaethje is just uh, – he's hes a badass and just throws bombs and can fight with the best of them. I want to pick – uh, I'm going to take Chandler, the underdog. He's a plus 155 underdog. So um, it's number two versus number four. So, yeah, I'll take Chandler, Rose, and Kamara. And I don't know if you're going to have the odds right in front of you, Joey, but mm-hmm. what are the odds that we're going to see over three let's go Brandon chance at UFC this weekend? <laughs> <laughs> what is the prop bet on that? Uh, well, Especially with Colby look- Covington fighting. Yeah, um, that's what I was going to say. Once you said the – the the Covington, I was like, okay, we know a chance can at least we get brought up once, but well, but if it, so, if it was in Vegas or any other state, I would say probably, but it's in New York, so probably not a lot. Ooh. Yeah, it's at Madison Square Garden, which is also another reason to turn in or to tune in. It's going to be a great atmosphere. I don't know if we want to throw this in there or possibly save this for another time and cut it, but is there? Joey, would would this segment be possible on talking about the difference on fighting in Las Vegas in that type of environment versus New York State? Like, because I know there's different rules and regulations in the sport per state. Uh, like, is there ever a like? Oh, they have an advantage here versus New York. That well, we actually, did. other than weigh-in times and stuff, um, and we can dive deeper into this. I'd like to at some point uh, have just an MMA podcast because. Between UFC, Bellator, uh, mm-hmm. the PFL, the bare knuckle boxing, like there's a shit ton of stuff I'd love to cover. Um, I could spend, you know, three hours talking about MMA. But uh, 
the main difference now, most everywhere has the unified rules where like uh, you can't kick people that are, you know, a downed opponent. You can't do certain things in the ring or in the octagon. It's all the way in stuff now. And usually the promotions handle that. So it's not too big of a deal anymore. Um, the jet lag and stuff when you go like fight overseas, like the last fight was in Abu Dhabi. Um, yeah. That stuff can really hinder it and then the covid precautions are also different like i know there's a ton of people you have to get tested three or four times in new york or you don't in las vegas and Mm -hmm. shit like that so it's mostly just outside of the octagon stuff now um but yeah i mean i'm sure there are advantages and disadvantages i would have to do a little bit more research on that so yeah anyway that's uh all i got for the ufc minute i suggest everyone check it out there's really not a whole lot of other news in mma that i need to get into so so just looking at uh, the internet right now, checking out the World Series here. Little baseball talk. I know we we, we got a real uh, competition on our hands here, Trent. Yeah, six nothing. Atlanta's up on Houston. <laughs> Looks like Atlanta's. They just ended the sixth. Barring, yeah, going into the seventh oh. inning, up by six. Barring a twenty-seven to three Atlanta meltdown. Wait, um, I'm still at two outs in the six. How are you guys ahead of me? <laughs> uh, South, know, South Dakota internet, Missouri internet's behind. Um, Dude, K- Kansas internet's the, bringing it right now. Because so, Dart hit my fucking but Xbox the vi- remote. The good thing that's going in the the Braves' way here is that I've never heard of a Georgia team blowing a big lead late in the game. No, no <laughs> team. That's why I said they're barring a twenty-seven to three. 28-3. Uh, sorry, yeah. I was trying to give them, the Falcons a little more credit. I yeah, guess, if you're going to make uh, fun of the Falcons fan, at least make fun of them right, Trey. God. <laughs> <laughs> uh, looks like the Braves most likely will be the World Series champions here in about an hour. And that's baseball talk. <laughs> yep. Uh, <laughs> to piggyback off that, I watched the, I don't know, what game it was Saturday night after we – did our practice and uh yeah that was the first baseball game i watched this season so good yeah i really haven't really paid attention at all this season i'm a cubs fan they got rid of everybody i'm surprised they had nine players for a team half the year but followed it real close obviously five years ago tonight the cubs won the world series my only (laughs) team to ever win a championship never thought i would see it but uh yeah, didn't didn't really follow a whole lot this year. I, I just my main gripe, like everyone, is just when there's a hundred and sixty-two games, there's just no significance to the first. I, I mean, yes, you're gonna have your winning and losing records, but like, what the first hundred games, you still have sixty-two games to get caught up at that point. I mean, they're just in baseball. I, I don't they're, know. they're they're like, you know, trying to get people into the game, get people interested in the exposure. And I, I saw a thing the other day that had like the last 22 World Series games ended after like 11.30 p.m. Eastern time and like seven of them were after midnight. So who's going to stay up till midnight on a weeknight to watch a game unless you're a diehard fan of one of the teams that's playing? So I just think the exposure is not there. They're, well, they're and also I don't. I don't know how you guys, if you can speak up to this. I know, Joey, you're in Missouri, so I don't know how the markets line up. But basically, if I want to watch a baseball game, I go, okay, let's watch the Cubs blacked out. 
well, hey, let's watch the Cardinals mm-hmm. blackout. Let's watch the Twins blackout. Let's watch the Royals blackout because you're in Iowa and you're so close to all these markets. Like maybe I get a Brewers game occasionally, and you do get the occasional game with these teams, but it's like how do you – and we're, I'm also not going to act like Iowa's a huge fan base, but, you know, you have this big literal blackout, black hole, whatever you want to call it, of no one's going to watch the games other than the one game that you played at the Field of Dreams – and guess what? It was a walk-off home run fireworks, probably the biggest game of the regular season. You know, here you have the opportunity, but I, I've just never gotten the the Major League Baseball's deal with these blackouts when you're over six hours away from the closest game, maybe four from Kansas City if you're in Des Moines. Because, Brian, you should be able to jump in your car when you find out it's blacked out five minutes hey. before the game and drive to see it, okay? <laughs> you know, right. when I get off work at 5 o'clock, I want to, on a Tuesday afternoon, I want to take, first off, I want to take work off on a Tuesday, and then I want to drive four hours to the closest game, Kansas City, and then when I want to spend $60 for a ticket and for parking and for food there, and then when I'm all said and done, I want to speed back four hours because I got work on a Wednesday. I mean, they, <laughs> I, I don't get how how when you're not within an hour drive range, how you have the blackout markets like that. It, yeah, it, it makes, makes no, no sense. sense to me. Yeah. And I only live an hour and a half from each one, and it's still stupid. I think the shortened COVID season last year it was actually really nice. Right. Because the games actually meant something. Why yes. do you think they keep the season so long? Do you think it's because of tradition? Baseball is an old school game, and people don't want to give up that tradition, so they keep the game at you know, the season, 162 games. I think if they shorten the season, you take the analysis out of the game. Like baseball yes. is a very analytical game. And you only, those those statistics only make a difference if you're taking a larger sample size. So that's why the World Series is seven games. All right. Because obviously the game, the series being 3-2, like, Anybody could win that one game. Yeah, but I i mean, I don't think anyone has a gripe with playoff series. I think the gripe is with the 162 games. Yes. Like, yeah. I mean, and it also kind of sucks because you can go on a run like mid-July, be the hottest team in baseball and still not make the playoffs because there's 95 fucking games left. Like. I guess that's another argument to keeping the the regular season long is you you got to be consistent. You can't just be hot one part of the season and make it to the playoffs. Uh, one proposition I've heard lately on on Twitter, and I, I wish I had it in front of me so I could give the guy credit, but play two games home and away versus every team in the league, and it still equals 110 games. So you're still getting a significant amount of games. So these owners don't say oh, you're costing these people jobs and their wages and, you know, paying for the stadium, yada, yada. But you still have a significant sample size there. You still play every team twice. So you can, So it's not like a one fluke off, you know, oh, we lost on the road on the one game. And then, it, like you said, then keep the playoffs the same. Then you still have the five and seven game series. But every game means just that little bit more. And then add in a fourteen playoff where the biggest markets go. There you go. It's, it doesn't matter. It's the same one. You're it, voted in. If, right. if I want to, if I want to kind of reveal my stupidity about baseball and just kind of in general, I really wish they would just make the season a hundred games. And I don't care how you do it, 
just so I don't have to figure out what a half game back means. Just make it a hundred games. Each one is one <laughs> along the way. A hundred percent. You win a hundred percent of your games. Just make it simple for me, please. I, I I'm from Iowa, you know. Well, are there, I don't think at the end of this season, I don't think there are any half games. Those half games come from when one team has played like yeah, when they have a day off. Yeah, one team has played more games than the other team. It's not like football where you're all playing the same amount of games. You know, everyone plays one game this week. Everyone plays one game this week. You know, one team might play. They're on a bye week last week, so they're only a half game behind. Trent. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) There you go. Well, you know, I already self depreciated my uh, myself here a little bit. You don't need to keep like insinuating that I am done by proving what a half game back. Awesome. All right. Well, that's longer than baseball talk, but I figured would have gone. So, well, you know, we, we, we do have to make up because this is, might be the last game of the season. And then thank you, we don't have it, to worry about it till next I feel, year. I feel like we should, we should uh, come back to this. And we're currently in the top of the seventh, got one out. Yes. Uh, the Braves are, are at bat right now. They're up six to zero. Yeah. So they, they, this could be the, the final night of baseball for 2021. Yep. Yeah, let, let's wrap it up and see. Maybe the game ends here, but yeah, I'd, I'd say let's just keep moving. And if it does, great. If not, we can just follow up on the next one. All right. So, what's everybody else got going on the rest of the week, boys? If you don't mind me, I'll I'll start here. Um, well, what I got going this week here, man, is I'm actually moving. And one thing I would tell. I don't know how many young listeners will will do this, or maybe if you guys are just listening, I don't, I, you know, I don't care who all does, but I would 100% recommend any anytime you're over 22 and you don't have your college roommates that can help you move, just hire a freaking mover, dude. I I I think last time I moved it was 500 bucks, and now it might be six, seven hundred. I don't know what it is, but I live on a third floor apartment, moving into a first floor apartment. I'm going to have everything moved within four hours. I don't have to touch a single box. It, it, I'm telling you, you save your back. You save favors that you might need from friends and family. You don't piss anyone off because of it. You just get it done over with. It, it's the, I, I, every time I do it, I save enough money to have enough for the next time I move. It's the, the easiest tip trick recommendation that I, I could throw out to people. I have to ask Bryant, who did you use? Because I know Trent looked into hiring movers whenever they were relocating from Newton, Kansas, back mm-hmm. to Brandon, South Dakota, mm-hmm. and it was not five hundred dollars. <laughs> it was well, I'm multiple, <laughs> multiple of five hundred, <laughs> multiple five hundreds. Huh? Yes. I well, I'm I am also moving about a twenty mile, or and I'm sorry, maybe a. 30 40 mile span so it's a lot shorter trip so it, it you you know you can look in the context of that's pretty expensive for how far i do have to travel but it all goes on one truck it is one trip you don't have to worry about hey does my uncle have the trailer ready hey who has a truck that's available and can i either borrow it from you and drive it or you take up a saturday and and i'll pay you in beer no i i'll just pay someone cash they'll get it get it out of the way and and go from there. I, I don't know if I want to shout out the company. They haven't moved me. If they do a good job next pot, I'll, I'll give them a sh- uh, free advertisement. No, no free ads. Oh, no free ads. Okay. <laughs> never mind. It, instead, uh, uh, th- That's actually, that'll be my tip. It, I'll, I'll, I'll have a $50 bill out to tip the mover. As I'll be like, you can have this 50, 
or I shout you out on the next podcast. I'll see if they take it. I don't they'll, know. they'll take the 50. Yeah. We just recorded our first podcast. It has zero listeners. I'm smelling a big, big return on investment sir, for you guys. Here. Sir, I'm, I'm telling you what the world needs more is five white people telling their opinion and and the, it'll it'll just take off from there. He'll know what it's about. <laughs> so you now that you're moving, you better not be moving out of the heartland, or you might get kicked off. Nope. I, if anything, I'm land. more into the center of Iowa here. So okay. I I'm in the in the area. Oh, I almost said areola. What, what's the aorta? Still got corn on the brain. Yeah. What's the, what's the pump? The, the aorta, right? I mean, that, the that aorta, is, aorta that is a large part of the heartland. Yes, yes. Yeah, yeah. So you're on I-80, huh? Yeah, I, I'm, I'm still on I-35. Uh, yeah, I-35. And uh, as you can tell, I'm also not a doctor. I did give that away to the audience. <laughs> I'm not a doctor in real life. Do not go see Dr. Wilkes. Yeah. <laughs> Anybody else got anything interesting going on this week? I just uh, have some family visiting Black Hills this weekend. So I'll be, be enjoying, enjoying my time with them. Trent, you know, um, we'll be going out to Alpine Inn. So, yeah, if anyone Alpine ever goes, if anyone ever goes and visits the Black Hills, Alpine, no free ads, but no free ads, it's Alpine an amazing Inn. place. Alpine Inn is amazing. You better get the free filet hey, mignon. You choose, you choose between the six or eight ounce ounce filet, and you Oof. pay about fifteen dollars for it, and it's amazing. What's your go-to dessert, Gerd? Um, either the peanut butter pie or the the brownie ice cream. Solid choice. Brownie ice cream sounds delicious. Oh, it's absolutely amazing. So yeah, that'll be my weekend. Clark, you got anything? Uh, it's a big weekend at work this weekend. Uh, network overhaul at the uh, at the employer. So yeah. I've actually picked up a little extra shift. So hoping to bring in a little extra dough this weekend. Uncle Sam thanks you there. <laughs> all right joey anything i'm heading to chicago watch iowa That's whoop right. up on the wildcats all right how many joey how many dozens of yards do you think i was going to get this week <laughs> three hopefully, yes hopefully three Damn. so it is the one of the worst offenses in the nation against one of the worst defenses in the nation so I'm sure we're in for a very special treat. You, you're in. They're both just going to be stalled out at the 50-yard line. Th- this is a classic case of the stoppable force meets the movable object. You know, <laughs> who's going to fall over first? Yep. And it's a 6 p.m. game, so I'm going to be sober Ooh. for three hours. Cold weather. Uh, oh, why am I doing this? That that is just a that's that's almost a crime. That is an 11 a.m. kickoff game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, why it's it got moved to 6 p.m. Why? Why, why, why? <laughs> we probably that had is... to put an SEC team on primetime. True. <laughs> I mean, when I think primetime football, I think Iowa and Northwestern, okay? Yeah. <laughs> and I'm well, not even going to make a prediction on this because uh, Northwestern usually has our number more than Purdue does, and we saw what happened with that game. I'll be honest, and I'm actually going to change my mind. That either needs to be an 11 a.m. game 
or an 11 p.m. game so I can go back to bed. I need something to just relax me at that point. SEC after dark is now Big Ten after dark. Big yeah. Ten after dark. Yeah. It's like a, a child with a nice, nice soft lullaby. I just go gently into night, and that's another punt. Uh, off of the 40-yard line, and they had to touch back. I just go to sleep to that, nuzzled up. And Tori Taylor skyrockets one to the five. Friday <laughs> night, sweetheart. Hey, it's good for the brand. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, uh, so yeah, going to Chicago, taking the girlfriend for the first trip, and uh, we'll see how it goes. What are you doing? What am I doing? Oh, I don't have really anything going on, which is kind of nice. I've been really busy ever since our move this summer. Stuff going on every weekend. Might go out and try to play some golf. Let's get get 18 holes in. It's It's going to be in the 60s. So um, nice. Yeah, we might not see that temperature for quite a long time. So the clubs might get dusty after this weekend. Take advantage of all you can, dude. Exactly. No more golfing 12 months out of the year. Just go out to the simulator. Yep. Great shots or golf addiction. So, Anybody smoking anything? I am making jerky tomorrow night. There you go. Ah. I made some queso last night. It turned out I took it to work today. Awesome. Everybody liked it, yeah. I made some a couple weeks ago. That was really good. Yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. Have you done the cream cheese yet, Ryan? No. No, man. Nope. I'll have to look in. How does the cream cheese not melt is my question. I haven't mm-hmm. done it, so. It, like, forms a crust on the outside. It's yeah. really, really mm. fucking good. So yeah. Trent was okay. down uh, two weekends ago. We threw some cream cheese on my smoker here after uh, mm-hmm. we cooked a couple briskets. Freaking amazing. Yep. Yeah. Oh. It's super easy. Two hours, two what do you put? That's it. Just what do you put? throw a little uh, uh, barbecue rub on top. Any rub you want. Mm-hmm. I'll send you a uh, YouTube video. Uh, he makes four different ones. And I tried to emulate that and made four different ones. And then when I went to like take them off of the tray, they fell apart. So I just made a big ass dip out of it. So nice. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Solid. You can basically, basically put whatever you want on there. I usually start with a layer of some kind of salt and then just do my rub on top. But one thing I will add on the so for the, the chili and cinnamon roll, I think. I will. I think up north it, it, it happens more often. But I, when I have talked with people, the farther south and the southeast of the country, like Texas and Florida and stuff, the, that's my very small sample size of it. But you talk to them, and it's the same reaction Clark had. That is, what the hell are you even talking about? Like, mm-hmm. like they can't fathom it. And I just tell them, just try it. And and they don't trust me for some reason. I don't know what it is, but I just so, tell them, just try it, and <clears throat> you'll love it. Confusion comes from the fact that. In, our, in the cornbread circles, like the cornbread goes in the chili, okay? It, yeah. It's gonna be it's gonna be like mixing some crackers or something in, into that uh, soup-like dish. It's gonna soak up some of the, the good uh, liquid. Mm-hmm. Whereas the cinnamon roll, you just kind of eat it as a side, you know? No. It's, it's, it's... Yes, that's just it. Wait, yeah. does, did Joey just say no? Yeah, there were <laughs> the there were multiple people that I ate lunch with in high school that would dip their cinnamon roll in their chili. Yeah, what confused young yeah. children these were. <laughs> no, I will say they weren't the highest quality of cinnamon roll, though. <laughs> Nor the highest yeah. quality of chili. Or the sure. highest quality of children. Let's just be real honest. 
I don't remember the chili very well, but I do remember the cinnamon rolls. Not, I mean, they're cinnamon rolls, so they're going to be good. They're those but... classic lunch room cinnamon rolls that are about a solid, uh, I would say, four by four inch, like right. two to three inch you deep, it. just solid just chunk of bread with some icing on yep. top of it. They would yeah. fit in the upper right uh, section that is normally reserved for like corn or green beans, but it fit perfectly in that one spot. In oh, the yeah. universal yeah, high school lunch tray, right? Everybody has. <laughs> we used to stack and make freshy dump all of them. Yeah. <laughs> Bryant's uh, vest question. Ooh. No, no, I just there was one that was it was like seventy percent off, and it was a Dickies on Amazon. So I just went and bought it, and you know, if if it fit great, if it didn't, whatever. It was like fifteen bucks. And fuck, I, I, I sit in a corner of an office and I don't know, um, I, I don't think none of you guys are, are sitting in that. Well, I know Joey's in an office space. Clark, are you in an office space like I, that? I work in a hospital. I'm in a patient care setting, so I am wearing scrubs. Yep. Trent, I know as well, correct? Uh, just yes. in the scrubs and stuff. Correct. Ryan? Um, yeah. Yep. Same. So, but I would say I, I sit in an office and I sit on not only a corner of a building, but it's exposed to the wind and it has windows. So it is super cold in this, in this corner here. I, I'm telling you, man, just throwing on that vest. It just keeps the warmth a little bit more. And, and as a bigger guy, it, 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 it brings attention away from my gut. It, it like kind of like, I don't know how to explain it. Like it makes me look, instead of having a, a gut, you just see, it looks more like a, like a, Pringles can tube. It's just more rounded <laughs> out. You don't, you don't see the gut hanging out. You can always put your hands on the pockets in the front. Yes. If anyone says oh, yeah. you're like, oh, no, that it's just my other... hands. Yeah. yeah, exactly. You're just chilling there with your hands in your pockets. Your hands are now warm. It, it's now, I, now I... I've got – what kind of vest is this? Is this one of those like oh. Carhartt zip up the front? Yes. Like, it, it's but it, got some insulation in it? Or is it, it like the, the stylistic like suit type vest? It is not like a, like a finance bro business like zip up vest. But it's also not like a pumpkin spice latte basic woman or basic, <laughs> basic bitch uh, uh, puffy vest. It's like in the middle. It, it is that kind okay. of uh, wicking away vest. It's at the thinnest layer of insulation. But as a as a fat man, what a doctor once called me uh, morbidly. But you know, <laughs> it, it, it keeps you warm enough. You know, it I was the hoping... exact vest that I just sent. I was hoping it was going to be a Jim Trestle sweater vest. Oh, so there was a uh, period of time that I went through that phase. Um, is high school golf, senior year high school golf, and you know, being a huge fan of Tiger Woods, you see him wearing the black sweater mm-hmm. vest over the red shirt. So we had our high school colors were orange and black. So solid. Have, Solid colors. Have an or have an, have an orange polo with a black sweater vest over it. You better believe I did that, dude. I'm telling you that 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 color combination might be up there. Orange and black. I mean, that's Halloween colors. That's Pornhub. I, I mean, those are two. <laughs> those are up there in America. That might those both might make a, like just total things top a hundred maybe. Yep. Yep. And I do not regret anything about it. I All love right. a good vest, but I'm always a zip-up vest guy. Yep. I oh, yeah, zip-up vest for I sure. I own a vest. I really don't think I own one. Yeah, I get too hot if I, I have full sleeves. I used I to I guess I had one. one for our wedding. Hey, 
Hey, Trent, how about this? I'll send you a pic of me in my vest, and I think it'll change your mind, buddy. I'll how about run that? out tomorrow after work and go get one. <laughs> now, you need to get the 2X Dicky one, like Brian and I have. Yeah. 2X Dicky one. I don't know if I'm fitting in that 2X. You and your whole family could. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah make it... Make it like a family vest at that point. You, you could always get the uh, the the pulse of the Heartland emblem that we're working on here, uh, stitched into into the the left breast area of that vest, yeah. and start repping. Yeah. There you go. Yeah, Trent, get on it. Damn I, it. I will get right right on that. <laughs> so, all right, gentlemen. Before this gets too far off the rails, let's wrap this thing up. Thank everybody for listening. Hopefully we have listeners. We'll find out. <laughs> In the meantime, thank you, Paul. Yeah. Thanks, Paul. Shout, shout out. First first uh, guest appearance. Exactly. <laughs> oh, good grief. All right. Thank you for listening right. to the Pulse of the Heartland podcast, and we hope you come back. <laughs>